Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Begin to think about sacrifice. That's nothing compared to what our soldiers have done. It's nothing compared to what Jesus did. It's nothing compared to what he, he, he went the extra mile for us. And sometimes those, those things seem so big to us, but they're nothing. They're small, amen, in comparison to what gave us the freedom to be able to do that this morning, amen. I want to talk about uh, sacrifice because of what our veterans have done and also what our Lord has done, amen, this morning. John 15, 13 says a great statement. Jesus, in his own words, says, greater love has no one than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends, now, that's, that's an interesting statement. He's saying there's nothing greater that you can possibly do than to sacrifice yourself for somebody else, for your life for somebody else. But the interesting thing is, he says friends, but how many know that when Jesus died on that cross, he didn't die just for his friends? Matter of fact, he didn't have a whole lot of friends. He had traitors. He had people who hated him, and they hated his name. And today, one of the reasons that that his name is so powerful is because it's so hated. There's no other name that's used as a cuss word. When was the last time you heard someone say Buddha when they were cussing? When was the last time you heard him say anybody else but that name? There's something about that name, that name above every name. And he said, you'd be hated for my name's sake. And so we see today that there's something about that name. But Jesus did something so powerful because he didn't just die for his friends. He died for his enemies. And I got some news for you. Look at the person next to you and say, you were the enemy. Not you are. I said you were. Someone said you are the enemy. Well, you're gonna, you got one now. Amen. Tell them right. You were the enemy. Amen. You were the enemy. The Bible says we were enemies of the cross. And, and it's foolishness to those who are perishing the cross. But how many this morning have had a revelation of what the cross means? And it is no longer foolish. It is the most beautiful thing in the world. Amen. That he took his body and, and died on that cross for us and made an ultimate sacrifice. So it, that's, that's what blows me away about the gospel that if I would have rejected him 27 years ago when he was speaking to me, he still would have died for me. And he knew when he was going to the cross that people were going to reject him. That he was going to die and some people were going to go to their grave rejecting what Jesus did on the cross for them, paying the price for them, but he still did it. Most of us would not do that. As a matter of fact, all of us would not do that. If someone told us you're going to give your life and it's every, there's a whole bunch of people that are, are going to deny you and not live for you and not accept it. We would be like, I'm not doing it. But Jesus did it for his enemies. And he did it for those that were lost. He did it for those that would spit on him and reject him. And the reason is, is because the definition of sacrifice, Jesus is the definition of sacrifice, by the way. But from the, from the Webster's Dictionary, it says sacrifice is to give up something that is valuable to you. To give up something that is valuable to you to help somebody else. That's what sacrifice is. To give up something that is of value to, to you to help somebody else. And so Jesus did that so powerfully as, as he came 
from heaven. He, was, he gave up the most valuable. How many know there's nothing more valuable than God? Matter of fact, it's priceless. We can't put a price on him. And he left. Now, you might say, man, I left the comforts of my home this morning to come to church. Well, God left the comforts of heaven to not go to church. He left the comforts of heaven to come and sacrifice his life so you and me could be saved this morning. Amen? He gave up something very valuable to help someone else. But the cool thing about Jesus is, the great thing about Jesus is, he didn't do it. See, a lot of things we do are, are, are for good works or to help somebody else has a, a temporary uh, uh, time frame on it. But what Jesus did was eternal. His, his valuable gift is forever. And it lasts forever. And so I want to look at another verse that really breaks down this definition, Galatians chapter 1. And in this message near the end, I want to, I want to get us to think of the little sacrifices that makes the big sacrifice happen. Can I say that again? We think of the big sacrifice. We're talking about Jesus. We could go to the end and we know that he went to the cross. We know that he gave his life. We know that he rose from the dead. He went to heaven. He, he did that so our price could be paid. We know the whole big picture, but we don't think a lot of times of all the little sacrifices that happened along the way so that Jesus could go to the cross. And I'll get into that in a minute. But watch Galatians chapter 1. It says, Grace to you and peace from the God, from God the Father and our Lord, Jesus Christ, who gave himself. There's the definition. Who gave himself. Okay, so he gave of himself. He didn't just give something he had. We all give things we have, but he gave himself. He gave his whole life. He gave his whole being. He, he gave up his place in heaven. Do you realize that this morning? Have you thought about that enough? That it's not just a, a cool story that we're going to celebrate at Christmas and we'll see a nativity scene and, oh, there's little baby Jesus and that's what we'll think about. No, he gave up heaven to come down to earth. And he didn't just leave heaven. He gave of himself his whole life for what? In exchange for what? For our sins. So there's the definition we read. He says to give up something valuable to you in order to help another person. So he gave himself so that we could have our sins forgiven. He is the definition of, of sacrifice. That he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of God and the Father. Leave that up there for a second. That he might deliver us from this present evil age. That's why when I say what I say when we were worshiping right there, I want you to think you're never going to do anything for God if you don't realize what he's done for you. You can't, it cannot, too many people, and I, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or hit the person next to you or, or nod or whatever, but too many people have a religious idea of Jesus. They have him on a cross. They, again, they'll have the nativity scene out in December. They, they know of him. They know about him, but they don't truly know him. And they don't, have never really truly stopped and thought, man, this, this is the greatest story ever told. That somebody that, that doesn't owe me anything and I owe everything to would leave their heavenly mansion and all their glory and step out of heaven to this ugly earth 
to the lowest place of the lowest place, and I'm kind of getting ahead to some of my Christmas messages, amen, but he came down to the lowest of the lowest, and he sacrificed himself, amen, sacrificed himself so that he could help somebody else, and that's you and that's me. Is anybody thankful for that this morning? Amen. We should be thankful. We should be excited. We should never forget every day what Jesus did for us. Now look what it goes on to say. According to the will of God our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Are we living our lives in a way that glorifies God? That's what we need to, we, we need to, to live a life of sacrifice. The problem is, is a lot of us, and this is just a general statement, we're, we don't like sacrifice. It's not a fun thing to do. Sacrifice isn't fun. But we need to have to have, to have sacrifice to have reward. And so we see on this day of this weekend where we're celebrating our veterans that if we, if we didn't have the sacrifice of our forefathers doing what they did, we wouldn't have what we have today. I was telling the, a lot of the teenagers in the first service that unfortunately it's not y'all's fault, but this generation is a generation that is, seems to think they're entitled to everything. That everything is owed to them. And, and that's not how life is. Amen. You have to earn things. You have to work for things. And, and there's something that's kind of gone amiss in this technological day that we live in, which is called hard work. Right? Where you use your hands and you get dirty and you get sweaty. And, and some people are like, that's why I'm smart and that's why I use computers. So I don't have to get dirty. And, but there's something about sweating there's something about working there's something about getting your hands dirty there's something about sacrifice and we need to know what sacrifice is because if you're a believer here and you don't know what sacrifice is you're not going to make it for God because because you're going to you're not going to make it to this next verse where Jesus says in Mark 10 watch this Mark 10 chapter chapter 10 verse 42 before I read it let me give you a little background these two disciples, and I know nobody would do this. We say we wouldn't do this. We read this story, and it sounds crazy. I'd never do that, we say. How many have ever read something in the Bible? I'd never do that. It's funny we say that, right, because they were just like us. But they're walking with Jesus. And I, I can say this. I can't imagine that I would ever say this, but then we realized we could. They're walking with Jesus. And this is before we read this. And two disciples say, Jesus, when we get to heaven, can we be at your right hand? That's a pretty crazy statement, right? Can we, yeah, that's pretty bold. He said, can we be at your right hand? And they actually asked that question. We want to we wanna be right there with you. And so Jesus' answer was nice. He could have been really mean, but he was nice. He just did a general statement. He said, he called them to himself and said, you know, those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them but watch what he says but it won't be this way among you my disciples he says for whoever desires to be great must be your servant doesn't Jesus go back to that verse doesn't Jesus just mess things up right we want to be great and we want to be acknowledged and we want reward and and we want all these things but we we want it without the sacrifice Come on, am I talking to anybody here? We want it without the sacrifice. Just like today, we want the freedom, but we don't want to pay the sacrifice. Right? We, we want to eat the meal, but we don't want to pay for it. We want everything handed to us. We say, oh, I, they worked hard for it. I'm going to go off that. I told the teenager, I'll say it to you again. I'll say anybody else here. 
you, you that are living in your parents' home still, or if, you, or if you're out of your parents' home, it don't matter. Be thankful that for the sacrifices that your parents have done for you to have a place to live. Because when you get older, you are gonna, you're going to have to work. And then you're going to appreciate those things, and your parents might not be around to thank them. Right? right? Like right now, if I'm very appreciative to my grandpa who served in World War II for our country, but I can't thank him. But guess what? I thanked him a lot when he was alive. That was a good place to say amen. Why don't you do it while they're alive? Why don't you thank people while they're alive? Next time you don't, you don't, when you see a veteran, when you see someone who served our country, thank them. Doesn't matter where they're serving, what they, thank them. I go out of my way everywhere I go. When I see somebody with a hat on or something, I thank them. You can ask my wife. I don't do it for my wife to see me do it. I do it because in my heart, I am thankful for the sacrifice that they paid for my country so that I could have the freedom that I have. I'm literally thankful. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if you're thankful, but you should be. You should be thankful. We, we should be thankful for the sacrifices that were made in the days before us. How many came in a... Did anybody walk here this morning? Let me see your hand. Anybody walk here this morning? Anybody ride a bike? Everybody came in a car? Okay. I'd say we're pretty blessed. Imagine if you'd had to walk here this morning. Now, for me, that's 45 miles. So I'd have had to get up real early. Amen. That's a long ways. None of us walked here, but a lot of years ago, somebody sacrificed to be able to figure out how to make a car. I'm really thankful. See, see, I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful somebody made a car, so I didn't have to walk here this morning. You think about this place we're in this morning, this building. This building was built by somebody. Did anybody? Now, we did some work in the building, but nobody in this place built this building. I'm thankful for the people who sacrificed to build this building. The roof, the, the walls around, the ones we didn't build, that, that they were here for us to have a church in. You know the seats you're sitting in somebody right now, the seats you're sitting in that are so comfortable and nice and not hard, not hard wooden pews. I'm thankful for the people who sat on the hard wooden pews so that I can sit on a nice soft chair. Somebody sacrificed to buy that chair you're in. Somebody bought the chair you're sitting in right now. Didn't cost you. Maybe you're saying, hey, I just bought, bought my own. Well, go, amen, you did. Praise God. Some people did buy their own chair here. But a lot of you are sitting on a chair that somebody else sacrificed for. Everything that we have, somebody paid a price for. And so we should be thankful. Amen? And we should understand that sacrifice is work. I was, Carl and I went away for a couple days and I saw a guy making, making wood out of logs with an axe. Picture a 20-foot beam of wood, wood, of a circle wooden, or circle wooden log, and he's making it square. But he doesn't have the machine to put it through. Okay? He doesn't have the machine, the mill that we have today. He's showing us what it was like back in the day, and he's grabbing an axe, and he goes along the side, and he hits it about a, a half an inch in, all the way down one side, and then goes to the other side, all the way down. Then he goes back with another axe and goes straight down. Then he had to flip it over and go straight down again. I mean, it took him like an hour at least to cut that one log into wood. I said, I said man, I don't have the patience for what you're doing because there wasn't a whole lot of people around. He said, it's okay. I get paid by the hour. So it was good. 
But my point was, I didn't say anything about getting paid. I said, I don't have the patience to do what you're doing with that axe. Because when I do work like that, I, when I do construction work, and I've done a lot over the years, I, I have to do something for some, and then I got to go someplace else and work. I don't stop working, but I can't stay in the same spot. I got to go build another wall, or I got to see something finished. Like if I'm building a full room, I got to get a wall done. I got to have some kind of motivation. There's something that has to always be ahead of us to realize the sacrifice we're making is going to pay off. Can you say amen? A lot of things that we do, we don't see the immediate reward. Matter of fact, anything that takes sacrifice, you don't see the immediate reward. How many people died for this country that never got to see the reward? Okay? So in the, in the things of God and the spiritual things, that the reason I'm doing this parallel is if we don't know how to sacrifice physically, we're never going to sacrifice spiritually. And if you're not going to sacrifice spiritually, you're never going to make it for God. Because if I read that verse like you did, Jesus said, if you want to be great, you have to be a servant. And servants serve. Right? That's what serve means. Servants serve. Servants work. How many want to have a servant's heart? Even if you're here and you're lazy, you're, 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 not, you're not a servant. You can be one. You can ask for a servant's heart. Amen. We shouldn't be lazy. We should, we should work. We should be busy. We should find things to do. It's, there's, there's something awesome about moving. Amen. Doing and serving, especially when it comes to the things of God. Don't be that person that sits around and watches everybody else do something. Serve. Sacrifice. But that comes from a heart change. That comes from being thankful for the people who came before and had it a lot harder. Right? How, how many in here like taffy? Let me see your hands if you like taffy. I must confess. Okay? My wife loves taffy. It's one of her, it might be her favorite thing. So we, were, we went, went into this store where they were making taffy. How many have ever seen taffy made? How many have seen the machine? Okay? You got this machine with these three things, and, and they, they get all, all the stuff they do to get the, 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 the dough, so to speak, okay, together for the taffy, the candy. And they put it on that machine, and that machine starts going back and forth and pulling it so the air gets in it so it gets to where it could be taffy. And I'm thinking, what in the world did they do before that machine? And who thought of the machine? Right? Well, you get that little piece. Think about it. This is, this thing, this, just put this in anything you think of. We eat that piece of taffy, and we don't think of all the work and sacrifice that went into that little piece of taffy. Because you just see it there, and, and, and that's kind of how we are with, with things. Sometimes we just, we, with our salvation, we just, we just see the cross on the necklace. We just see the, 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 we feel the peace. We just feel the love of the Lord. We have all these things that have benefited us, but we did not really see the sacrifice. Of the things that were done. And, I, and that taffy thing, I went and looked between services. I forgot because I forgot before the first service. They used to have pulling parties. That's what they were called. Pulling parties. Because I thought, to, I told Carla, who in the world was sitting around thinking of this machine to pull this candy around? I mean, it's like, you ever think about Have you ever looked at anything and think, where'd that come from? The origin of it? You should. Teenagers, you should. Because when you think about that cell phone you hold in your hand all day long. That took a lot of sacrifice to make. Amen. We, when I was younger, we had a brick. It was a brick. Literally. 
big old thing. So there's sacrifice that goes into everything. And so that pooling party, they, get, they would get together and they would butter their hands up and they would, everybody would pull on the taffy and it was like a party. And they would have fun making the taffy before the machine. So we have all these machines now that do everything, but what about the sacrifice of the person that God used to, to have the pooling party first before that guy could put it on there and make that taffy in like five minutes so he could enjoy it? And then that machine was like 1930s. That's what's one thing that's kind of funny too. When they come out with something, it seems like forever till they make something new. There was an 1930 machine, and that sucker pulled on it and made it, and then it went through the machine and pla- put it in the plastic, and everything came out in the wrapper. Like, wow. Somebody sacrificed to get that to us. See, when we come to church and we sit in these seats and we lift our hands, hopefully, and we praise God and we worship and all those things, we need to think back to the sacrifices because what we have has been given to us and nothing comes free. See, we call it freedom, but it's not really free. It's not really free. Nothing we have of value is really free. Amen. So I want to finish with this one thought. I did, this is one thought of many. You could start in Genesis and go all throughout the Bible of, of all the people who don't get the credit for the things that we see today. We, we look at Jesus and, and with all, all, all due respect, and that's our, that's our Lord, of course. We're thinking, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. And thank you, God, for, for being who you are and doing what you did. But we can't have Jesus on the cross if people didn't make sacrifices along the way for him to get to that cross. I think about Mary and Joseph. You know, we're coming up on Christmas in a month, and, and, and this has become the most commercialized thing in the world. And, and all these other things take place to take the place of what we're really celebrating. But the, the bottom line is there was a miracle birth that happened 2,000 years ago. And when you think about the sacrifices that were made on that, on that uh, story for Mary to get a sign from heaven that she's been pregnated by God through the conception of the Holy Spirit so that Jesus could come as a virgin through a virgin woman so that he would not have sin in his life. It took sacrifice of that young lady to lose her identity or her, her image in that day, which we, I wish we were at that day today because we've gotten so far removed from, from what that was. Did you know that when teenagers, when Mary heard that she was uh, pregnant, she had been betrothed or engaged to Joseph, and it was a big old Jewish ceremony that they were going to hold themselves and stay pure until they got married, kind of like we do with our purity rings. And they said at the thing, at the, at the engagement, they said, if you guys aren't pure, you will be stoned to death. Can you imagine if people would be stoned to death today for fornication or adultery? We'd have people dropping dead all over the place. Right? And it was a serious thing. And then after she gets the news, how about Joseph? Men, think about Joseph. He has to hear Mary's words and hear that she's been uh, pregnated by God. How weird does that sound? Put yourself in those shoes. We hear the story, but do you really realize the sacrifice? When Mary came to Joseph and said, honey... I'm pregnant. And he knows he has not been with her. And he has to believe 
that it's God. All you men, just put yourself in that position right now. Now, Mary had to go through the sacrifice physically. She had to have Jesus. She had to give birth. She had to have a lot. But she, she knew she felt something moving in her stomach. And she knew she hadn't been with the man. But Joseph didn't feel nothing but jealousy and anger and distrust. And he needed that angel to come. Can you say amen? And if there was ever a need for an angel to come, that was a need. Amen. A lot of times you say, well, I wish an angel would come speak. Listen, angel had to speak in that moment. An angel had to come. Because Joseph had to hear it from God. But think about the sacrifice. Amen. As the musicians come, think about the sacrifice this morning of him giving his life, Joseph's life. Literally, he put defaming himself to take Mary as his wife by faith that she's pregnant by God, by the Holy Spirit. And he has to sacrifice his image, his family, and everything to go along with her so she doesn't shame her. See, we don't think about that stuff. We just see Jesus on the cross. We just see him die and go to heaven, but we don't think about the little sacrifices. It's kind of like in our, in our, in our society. We look at, we look at the, the Marines and we look at the, the big people who have gone to Afghanistan or gone to some war, uh, and, and that's great. We're thankful for what they did, but what about the soldiers who just did their job every day? What about the, what about the ones who don't have any, any names engraved anywhere, but they just enlisted and did their part? It's the same way in the kingdom of God. It's not about just up here at the pulpit. We see a service right now. We're having a service. Lots of work's been going on all morning so we could have a service like this. People are sacrificing right now with your brats back there. Amen. Just kidding. I love your brats. <laughs> right? People are sacrificing back there right now. They're not their kids. Some of them have already had kids. Some of them have already raised kids. And now they're back there sacrificing to teach your kids the things of God. Praise team got here early and sacrificed so that we could come into the presence of the Lord. Those teenagers sacrificed lots of hours of practice so they could do that skit for you this morning. A lot of the stuff we see, we see the big picture, but we don't see the little sacrifices. But if we're thankful for the little sacrifices, it makes us appreciate the bigger sacrifice. And that's why in our own individual lives, we need to learn to sacrifice. What would happen if we would wake up every day and say, Lord, I'm going to offer you, as Romans 12:1 says, my body as a living sacrifice. I beseech you there, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. What if we would all do that? Aren't we guilty of worrying about what somebody else is doing? How are they living? What are they, how are they acting? Are they praying? Are they reading the Bible? What if I just woke up every day and worried about me? What if I just said, Lord, today, Sunday, I want to be the best living sacrifice I can possibly be for you. I want to, I want to glorify you with every word I speak, every way I act. I want to be, have a servant's heart. I want to get up in the morning tomorrow because today's already gone this morning. I want to wake up tomorrow and make sure that I read the Bible. Sacrifice. When I could just be doing something else, even before I, I, I need that extra half hour of sleep before I go to work, I could, I could say, Lord, I'm going to sacrifice so I can read your word so that I can have a word for somebody today. 
I'm going to sacrifice tomorrow when I wake up and I'm going to pray for somebody because if I don't pray, that person that I need to pray for is not going to get their answer because I need my prayers. I'm going to get what I'm saying. Those little sacrifices. Everything you have today, if you're saved here today, you're saved because somebody, and I'm not talking about just Jesus, somebody sacrificed so you could hear the gospel. Amen? Somebody sacrificed so that you could hear a presentation of God's word. And it's what it's all about. It's what we're here for. We're here so that people can believe on Jesus. So people can truly say, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that God came down from heaven and lived a perfect life and became the ultimate sacrifice for humanity and died on the cross for my sins. And then he rose from the dead so that when I die, I don't have to go to hell. I can go to heaven. That's the gospel. Sacrifices. How many Christians have sacrificed their life? Do you know today, church, in this world, there's more people dying for their faith than ever in the last 2,000 years combined? Today, in our day, all around the world. Did you know there's an amazing, powerful, never going to be on the news move of God in Iran right now? In Iran. Move of God. Did you know there's a powerful, amazing move of God in China right now? We're not going to see that on the news because it's under the ground. They can't tell people that they're Christians. But right now, and I want you to remember this as we go out of here this morning, next time we have praise and worship, next time you're at home and you're worshiping, you're in your car, whatever, I want you to remember this. That when we come in here and sometimes like, ah, I'm just tired today, I'm, I'm not going to give my best. Somebody in another country is risking their life to be in an underground church to worship God. Have you ever seen the video of those Chinese people getting the Bibles and they fight over them and grab them and hold them to their chest and cry? Cry because they have the Bible and we have 25 of them. We have several sitting on our shelves. It's okay that you have a lot of Bibles, but use them. We take these things for granted. People today, today, 2019, November 10th, today, people will be beheaded for their faith. Beheaded. People will be burned alive today for their faith. Sacrifice. We take it for granted. Don't, don't be that person. I, I can't speak for you, but I'm not going to take for granted what Jesus did for me. I'm not going to take for granted what all those people before me did so I could get the gospel. I'm not going to take for granted the sacrifices my parents made so that I could be in the church that night to hear the gospel. Amen. How many get what I'm saying this morning? Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Could we wake up tomorrow? Today's already gone, but could we wake up tomorrow and say, Lord, I want to offer my body as a living sacrifice unto you. Amen. As you bow your heads, I want to ask you a question all across this place. Do you believe? Do you believe? That's the question we have to answer. I can't answer it for you. You can't answer it for anybody else. Do you, not, not, not do, you, do you know of the story of Jesus? Not do you know of the nativity scene? Do you know of Christmas carols? Do you know of? But do you know? Do you believe? Do you truly believe like Mary did when she got that news 
And she believed the scriptures from Isaiah. And she said there's going to be a, a virgin who's going to give birth to this Messiah. And she believed, as that angel said, this is, this is God's word. Do you believe God's word this morning? Do you believe that when you breathe your last breath, you will pass into eternity? An eternity you cannot come back from. An eternity that our minds can't even conceive how long that is. It's not a jail sentence that ends. It's forever. Jesus said, that's not the place I want you to go. I want you to be in heaven with me. I came down and I paid your price. I gave of myself for you. And all you have to do is accept what I did. All you have to do is put your faith in the cross. He who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you confess your sins, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Doesn't matter what you've done. He paid the price for every sin. He paid the price for every rebellion. He paid the price for everything you stole, everything you've lied about, everything you've done wrong. He paid a price. He even forgave Saul who killed Christians and turned him into Paul and wrote two-thirds of the Bible. He even forgave Peter who denied him three times. He's a forgiver. He's a merciful God. Do you know him this morning? How many in this place could be honest with God, not with me? Do you know him? If you stood before him this morning, would he say, enter in, good and faithful servant or would he say depart from me doer of iniquity I know you not only you can answer that question if you put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for you this morning you can hear those words enter in good and faithful servant but it's not because of, of what you've done it's because of the sacrifice Jesus made how many would say, Pastor, would you pray for me right now before we move on? I need Jesus to come into my life. Just lift your hand. Just put it up and put it back down. I see your hand. I see your hand. I need Jesus to come into my life. Just put it up and put it down. I see your hand. God bless you. How many more? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. How many more? Well, if I put a million dollars on this pulpit this morning and I said you can have this, everybody would have ran up here. Why is it that we reject something so much greater than money? Something money cannot buy. It's free. It didn't cost you anything, but it cost Jesus everything. And all he wants you to do is accept it. All he wants you to do is receive it. Yeah, you got to do some stuff after. You got to make some sacrifices. I'm not going to lie to you. This, this walk is not easy. And Jesus didn't tell us it was. He said it's a narrow walk. And few there find it. But it's not because we can't find it. It's because we, we are, we're afraid to believe God's word. To take him at his word. If he says he forgives us, he forgives us. Some of you are living in condemnation. Some of you are listening to the devil right now instead of God's word. And he's telling you, you, you can't be forgiven. You've made too many mistakes. You've messed up too many times. Don't listen to the devil. The Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. He's the father of all lies. There is nothing you've done in this place this morning Jesus cannot forgive you for. But let me tell you this too. 
He's not playing games. He takes his son very seriously. And he will keep his word. And if you reject him, you will not be with him in heaven. Because listen to this, nobody's going to be in heaven that doesn't want to be there. Nobody's going to get there by accident. I know where I was going 27 years ago, and I know where I'm going today. The only difference is my faith in what Jesus did on the cross for my sins. If you raised your hand, I want to ask you to do something bold. I want you to sacrifice your pride. I want you to say, Jesus, I love you so much that I'm going to make a statement to this congregation that I believe in you and I believe what you did on the cross for my sins. Many hands went up if you raised your hand. And maybe if you didn't even raise your hand, but something inside of you is telling you, you're not right with God. Today may be your last chance. Am I scaring you? No, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Today may be your last chance. The night I got saved, I knew God told me, tonight's your night. Change or you're going to hell. That's what he told me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not stupid either. I said, I'm not going to that place. If, you get, if, you'll, get, if you'll forgive me, I'll, I'm going. I'm going to heaven. I went to that altar, and I gave my life to Jesus. Why would you go to hell? Why would you, why would you reject God? Why would you turn down salvation? He did so much for you. If you raise your hand, quickly step out of your seat to the nearest aisle. Just come down here with me real quick. Just step out. Many hands went up. Real quick. Don't wait for somebody else. You step out. Just come stand right here. We're going to pray for you. Come on, more hands went up. Come on, church. Let's be excited. Amen. This is why we're here this morning. This is why we're here. Come on, more hands went up. I'm going to wait just a few seconds. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but your heart's beating like this right now, saying you better get up there. This is your last chance. You might never have a chance again. You might say, I can, I can do this at home. I can do this wherever. I can blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is, Jesus says in his word. Let me tell you what Jesus' word says. He says, if you will confess me before man, I'll confess you before my Father that's in heaven. But if you deny me before man, if, you're, if you can't make a statement in a church, I believe in Jesus, he'll deny you for his Father. But what you just did right now, Jesus is going to tell God at, at the judgment. He's going to say, he came, she came, and they confessed me right before everybody else. They're my children. I died for them. I, they accepted me. And, and the Bible says that everything you've ever done, we're going to say a prayer, and everything you have ever done in your life is going to be forgiven. Everything. Even the things that you're going to remember. Even the things the devil's going to remind you about. If you believe what we're saying right now, you also need to believe the next step, which the Bible says, every sin, listen to what this verse says, if you'll confess your sins, if you'll say, Lord, I'm a sinner. If you'll confess your sins, the Bible says, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins. And listen to this next part. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Clean you. Wipe it away, rinse it out, wipe the sin away, and, and, our, and, our, and our life looked like a dirty book before, and if we open it up now after this prayer, it's white. And, and the devil would be saying, hey, she did this, he did this, and God would say, I don't know what you're talking about. Because the Bible says that your sins are as far as the east is from the west. And I did that backwards. The east is from the west. 
Amen. And he throws your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I'm going to wait five seconds. Does anybody else want this awesome free salvation this morning that Jesus sacrificed for? Just come out. Just step out of your seat and come. You're not sure. Don't miss out. Amen. Five, four, three, two, one. Amen. Kids, smart. It's amazing how smart kids are. Kids like salvation, I'll take it. If you come as a child, amen. Amen. Everybody say this with me. Lord Jesus, thank you from the bottom of my heart for loving me, for sacrificing. As your word says, forgiving of yourself to forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe that you lived a perfect life. You were born of a virgin. You died on the cross for my sins to pay my price. Jesus, I confess with my mouth, you are Lord, and you rose from the dead, came out of the grave after three days to defeat death so that I could live forever. And then you ascended into heaven. And right now, you're at the right hand of the Father praying for me. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. I want to start a new life today. I want to live for you. I commit my life to you. I I die to myself. I die to my desires. And I offer myself as a living sacrifice. Change me today and make me a new creation. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, the Bible says the angels right now are rejoicing in heaven. Amen. Way, way better than us. They're having a party. They are rejoicing over you giving your life to the Lord today. Amen. And then now we're going to give you a book in a second. We're going to open the altars and we're going to give you a book that you can take home and read. And just start reading that and just start learning like a sponge. Everything you thought of and known before today, just throw it away. Just let it, let it go. You're a new person. Start saying, even if you've been in church before, I'm not saying we, we're, we're preaching the Bible, but sometimes we come in and we have all these different thoughts. Just say, Lord, like a child, just teach me. Have childlike faith. Just learn it all over again. And, and those stories will come alive to you. And they'll be real to you. Amen. Because behind you today, there's a whole, in front of you and behind you, there's a whole bunch of people who've done this. And their lives are changed now. But now we got to grow. And now here's the really cool thing. There's some other people that you need to tell Jesus about. That, you, that Jesus saved you so that you, you could sacrifice your life now for them. So they could know. Someone sacrificed for you to get saved today. Someone shared their faith with you. Somebody invited you. And now God wants you to go tell somebody else so they can know what you know. Amen. It's going to be the best decisions you've ever made. It's also going to be one of the hardest because the devil's going to come lie to you. He's going to come attack you, but he's defeated. You saw in that video, Jesus will protect you. Just call on his name. Reach out to some people in the church and say, help me. Teach me. Be a sponge. Amen. So they're going to give you that book. We're going to open up the altars. We're going to start to sing a song. How many would just come be a living sacrifice this morning? Amen. Just come find a place at the altar. Let's just spend a few minutes in his presence. 
Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.